for the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and Cards World Series champion Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. 101 ESPN, the Redbird Report podcast. I'm Dan McLaughlin. That is Brad Thompson, and we know that the Cardinals are in postseason play. They will take on the Philadelphia Phillies. It all kicks off on Friday at Bush Stadium, 107, I believe, Bradley, is the uh, the first pitch of the three-game wild-card series between the Cardinals and the Phillies. Can't wait to get it going. And uh, I, I think when you look at this, it's somewhat evenly uh, matched up, but uh, let's dive into it. What do you think? Well, first of all, I'm pumped. I'm pumped up. This is what these guys play all year for. I remember that feeling of making it to the postseason, and for a lot of guys, They've been there before, but for many of them, this will be their first crack at it. And Bush Stadium is going to be a great place to do it. And I love the fact with the Cardinals playing as good a baseball as they had at home that they get to host this wild card round. I mean, they think that's a great thing. It's a big advantage. Quintana, by the way, gets the game one start. You like that? So I, I do like that. So I do the, too. the idea of it here, because you might be thinking, well, why not Michaelis? Michaelis has been the consistent guy. Well, first of all, Quintana has been incredibly consistent for you. Hasn't given up more than two runs in any of his starts uh, as a Cardinal. In September, he's got an ERA of about 0.86. I mean, the dude is doing everything, uh, but you really are trying to think about splitting up your lefties because when you're watching Quintana and you watch Montgomery, while they're different guys with different stuff, they also attack in similar patterns. So uh, if you can do that, I think that that uh, is a good thing. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, Dan, that Montgomery is going game three. I think it's all hands on deck. Could be. Uh, but maybe not. You just you just never know. But when you you let it off the top of saying uh, that you know believe that the Cardinals should have an advantage in this one or, or you know look to be the better team, I kind of shrug. I'm like maybe maybe they are because uh, and the only reason I say that is you're running. You're running into Wheeler and Nola in your first two Man, games. And that's the equalizer. It is. It really is. I, I do believe that the Cardinals should have an advantage lineup-wise. And you really do look at, uh, when you look at the numbers for the bulk of the season, I mean, they, these two teams are very similar offensively. What what they do, the output that's out there. Schwarber, big year. Goldie, bigger year. Like, it, it, other than the home runs. Bryce Harper, not exactly the same guy. Bryce Harper is also a guy that performs on a big stage really well. Like, that could work out really well for them. But Wheeler... Uh, in game one, the Cardinals need to figure out a way to get to him somehow, some way. When I say get to him, I don't mean put up a 20 spot because I don't think that that's going to happen here. But he's thrown uh, twice against the Cardinals so far this year. He's 2-0, and hasn't given up a run in 14 innings. Uh, so That's a little concerning. Well, or it's due factor. There you, know, you go. One, one or the other uh, when you look at it. But uh, at the end of the day, Dan, and, and I'm, I'm interested on, on your, your thoughts with this, uh, it comes down to what do the big guys do? Because that's what you need. That's it. That's what we've been saying that all year. I mean, it's Goldie, it's Arenado. Goldie's got to get back to some semblance of where he was. And when you were talking about Wheeler, it was back-to-back starts July 3rd, then the 8th against St. Louis. Obviously, they did not make adjustments with that because it was seven innings on the 3rd. On the 8th, seven innings, no runs, and picked up a win in those back-to-back starts. Nola, by the way, had one start this year against the Cardinals. And uh, seven innings, five earned, and took a loss in that game. But those are the big guns. Here, here's another thing. We'll get into no, uh, Arenado and, and sure. Goldie and Albert here in, a, in just a moment. But this is where I think an advantage can happen, where every single mistake is critical. The Phillies are not a good defensive team. The Cardinals are not a swing and miss team in terms of they put the ball in play. They don't strike out a ton. Could change with Wheeler and Nola. Put the ball in play and see what happens. That's that's first and foremost. And they're a very good base running team. The other thing I would say, too, with the Cardinals is that they have an advantage, at least in my mind, bullpen-wise. 
and I think the bullpen is a little bit better for St. Louis. Now, the back end can be pretty tough for Philly, but I do like the Cardinals' bullpen. I like the idea of Quintana going game one. To your point, he's been maybe your best pitcher here the last month or so. He's earned that start, and as you said, if you have back-to-back lefties with similar styles to an extent, why not split them up for games one and game three, and then you got Michaelis to maybe close them out or save your season in game two. So I think it makes some sense as to why they lined it up this way. And you know this, uh, for covering baseball as long as you did, and by the way, if you missed it over uh, the last game against the Pirates, a little celebration of your career, Dan, nice. 25 years in, in the booth, and congratulations uh, for that. And in Thank 25 you. years, you've seen a ton. And yep. you've covered, while, while not necessarily on uh, on Bally Sports, you're covering the postseason, you're, sure. you're around for all of it. We have all of these narratives, and we have all of these thoughts coming into series. Goldie be Goldie. Dude, I mean, how, how <laughs> often does it really work out where it's like, oh, we, well, they had the advantage here, and this is what worked out. Like, there is so much yeah. randomness in the postseason. Now, the wild card round is not as random as it used to be, where it was the, you know, the one game in the last couple of years with the second wild card, and I did like that. But I like this, and I really do think that when you play 162 games, at least you get some form of a series to show for it instead of just the one game and do we have it or do we not. Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate that, and I still think that there's incentive to try to win a lot of games, obviously, with a first-round buy for the top two seeds uh, in, in each one. But it, n- nothing ever goes exactly to plan, and that's where I think that Ollie Marmol has a real advantage, honestly, because – I don't think that he is not, and you know Ollie very well, built a great relationship with him over the years. He is not a color-by-number guy. Nope. Where it's just like, okay, well, this is here's this thing. I'm going to do this now. To, the, to a perfect example be like Alec Burleson or um, let's say it's Corey Dickerson, but somebody outside of the big three that gets hot, he'll just ride him out. And you'd say, yes. now, why are you doing that? Well, the guy's hot. I over- Well, I, think about it, too. I mean, in six months of baseball – Especially with the Cardinals this year, and they had a lot of, it was kind of in a state of flux with their outfield. And I think it's a good example to use is that you went into this season with O'Neill, Bader, Carlson. You went out of the season saying it's Newt Barr and a combination of Dickerson, Burleson, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Yepes. Sure. You know, so if you played out there a little bit. Yeah. So my point is. In the course of a regular season, what do you do in the middle of July? Well, that guy got hot, so he's going to start tonight and tomorrow and the next day until he's not hot, and then we're going to give somebody else a shot. Not to say that you have the kind of time to burn in a regular season. However, you are going to ride the hot hand, and I think that's the point of what you're saying. is like it's not all just constructed to say this is our lineup every day, one through nine, this is what we're going to roll out, win or lose, that's how we're going to do it. Ali is not like that once, so he's not constricted by what people would say has to be the traditional lineup every day. So to that point, is there anything that you saw at the end of the season that would lead you to think, okay, well, this is hot hand, and this is direction that he might go that people are not expecting? I'd say Newpar at the top, and I don't know if that's out of box. I'd say Tommy Edmond, maybe ninth or even second. Because of the Tommy Edmond, they ride him into the ground out of necessity the last couple of years. And then you have these winner-take-all games. So there was no chance to let him sit or to breathe a little bit and regroup. I thought yesterday, Brad, was the best at-bats Tommy Edmond has played and had in a month. And that's saying a lot because he's, he's been really good, consistently good. But that's the kind of thing that Ali may look at that and say, you know what, Tommy is – we like what we're seeing. May not the results may not be there. I like what I'm seeing. For instance, Alec Burleson, 
I like what I saw in Pittsburgh. Maybe he gets a run. Those Tuesday, are the he drove a couple of balls yes. to the left field. Nothing to show for it, right? You're looking at the box score. Oh, uh, but like it's what fly they ball see. To the left, exactly. Yeah, and so that's why I think, like, if you're looking for who could be, and he can make a million different scenarios of like who's going to be outside of Goldie Arnato Albert. Those are two guys I look at. Maybe it's a Brendan Donovan postseason to never forget. You know, I mean, those are the kind of things that happen with this stuff. But I'm going to go back to our original point. We can give all these different scenarios. If the Cardinals are going to advance and if they're going to have a long postseason, and I hate putting it all on one or two guys, but Arenado and Goldie have to be Arenado and Goldie. It's just that simple. And eyeball test recently, it has Oof. not been there. It hasn't. And Goldie Goldie has looked off. You and I have talked about it on the broadcast, how he seems to be just getting under some pitches here and there, also late on some pitches that he, he generally and most of the year all of the year, except for the last month, has not been laid on. But I still believe in greatness, and I still believe that greatness. And, and, and honestly, I don't think that we use the term like rise to the occasion. It's not rise to the occasion. It maintains what they do when the pressure is on. And, and Goldie is not a guy, and, and you know Goldie well also, and Arnado, same thing. They are not guys that you look at and say, okay, well, they're going to shrink when the pressure is there. They're going to be able to maintain that same mindset. I'm really curious to your answer to this question. And, and you competed in postseason play in the biggest stage. You competed in the World Series. Uh, the Phillies have not been to the playoffs since 11 when the Cardinals knocked them out. And that was the the famous Chris Carpenter game. And uh, the big first baseman uh, goes down. Ryan Howard, uh, yeah, yeah. Ryan Howard obviously goes down with the Achilles. And it was the beginning of, of the end for the Phillies run and the start of a special run for the Cardinals. But... I am really fascinated how young guys respond, and that goes to the Cardinals too, Brendan Donovan, some of the others that will get a chance. What is it like when when you go out there, you look up, and there's nearly 50,000 people, and they're waving towels, and it's – it's just a different animal. I, I can't ever imagine what it's like. I never did it. What was it like? I've uh, I've joked around with you, but I'm dead serious. I, I still remember my first ever postseason outing. It was in 2005 against the Padres, and I threw strike one, and everybody started cheering. And it almost sounded like a Bronx cheer, like I had walked three guys <laughs> beforehand. It wasn't the case. Yeah. But that's how, that's how the fans hang on every single pitch in the postseason. So you, you hear it, but you have to remember that this is still – 60 feet, 6 inches, all yeah. the cliches, right? You really do have to, to hammer that home. I guess you can't let it speed up on no, you. No, you can't. And and that's where, honestly, and, and to your point of the Phillies, not having a ton of guys that have been on that stage, and sure, certainly, look, Schwarber's been on that stage before and has performed well. Harper. The season. Harper has been there and performed well. But in large part, like you haven't had a, a lot of guys that have been there on that Phillies roster uh, it helps being able to lean on some veterans that have been there. Jason Isringhausen is a guy I talk about a lot. Is he really helped me slow things down? He would tell me beforehand, do this for all of the relievers out there. Uh, said, hey, this is what it's going to feel like, and this is what it's going to sound like. Here's what to expect. There are so many different variables that happen, too. You get so used to your routine in the regular season where it's like, okay, well, this time I show up at the ballpark. Oh, media will be in around here. Dude, postseason starts. There's people you've never seen yeah. before. The clubhouse is packed full of media members everybody's asking questions it'll be stuff that like like a, a normal cardinal beat writer or something would never ask it because they already know the answer so you feel like you're repeating yourself over and over again uh, you have weird start times i mean 
the TV doesn't care what no, time you're no, playing. No. It's like, uh, Cardinals, you got 344 start today. Yeah. Okay, I guess we're, we're going to get ready for a 344. There's so many different things. So when you have veteran players that you can lean on, and Jim Edmonds certainly was one of those guys that really took everybody under under his wing during that run, certainly uh, in 05, but 06, especially when we ended up winning the World Series. It really, really helps to have those type of sounding boards and people that know what what it's like to be through. But there's still going to be the nerves. There's still going to be the excitement. But once you get out there and play, it's still the game. And I think that the Cardinals have done a good job of, first of all, drafting the right guys. Like You look at the mindset. Brendan Donovan feels like he's been in the big leagues 10 years already. It's like watching that, too. Dude, it, it, and the way that he goes yeah. about it, right? Lars Newbar might turn into a freaking star in the postseason if the Cardinals go on. Lights a run. go on. He loves Dude, it. He's got that. Yeah. He's grinding it out. He's selling T-shirts at the NLCS. Like, who wants some of this? <laughs> you, you could absolutely see it. Palante is stone cold when he's on the mound, yep. and so is Zach Thompson. Like Zach Thompson, is I a, think his role is really big. This too, starting dude. starting tomorrow. So I, I look. You, you look at some of the the metrics. Too. Schwarber's right, the dangerous guy. That's yep. the one you're worried about. That's Certainly, the guide for me. You're worried about Harper because of what Harper. But he's Harper's not the same right now. No. Not since coming back off no. of injury. Hasn't been the same. Now, did the lights turn on and then he turns on? Yeah, could happen. You, you're going to be very careful with him. But you're looking at Schwarber and the way that you need to pitch him. And I, I feel like Thompson sets up fairly well for him. That big sweeping breaking ball. Dude, it, Schwarber's three true outcomes, okay? He's going to strike out. He's going to walk. He's going to hit a home run. That's exactly who he is. I can handle two of the three. Yeah. There's one of them I can't handle 44 so times this year, right? 46, maybe. 46. Yeah, that's a lot what of was. home runs. Okay. Uh, so, and he turned it on late. Yeah. That's the outcome that you're trying to stay away from. I, I really think that Zach Thompson has the type of stuff that profiles he could keep him off balance. All right, Albert, final stage, final run. Uh, I'm still anticipating if they have a run of some sort, not just – it may happen in the first two games, but if they go on a little run here – Go to the NLCS, go to the World Series. I'm anticipating at some point in time we'll see a magical moment out of Albert Pools. It's just the way it goes. I expect it tomorrow. I expect, maybe it, so. in, I expect it in game one, and maybe it's against Wheeler, like the guy that you haven't been able to sniff in two outings this year. By the way, Wheeler, and maybe this ends up being a key against him, Wheeler was on the IL as well. He's had three starts since yeah. coming back, and they've all been very, very good. But one thing he hasn't done is he hasn't thrown a lot of pitches. He's been limited to 77 is the highest that he's been. Now, they're probably going to ask him for more in the postseason. To your point, the back end of the bullpen for the Phillies is good. I mean, Alvarado's yep. really good. Zach Eflin has really emerged in that back end of that bullpen. But I think that they're concerned about the bridge. So there might be that idea of, hey, let's push him a little bit further can the Cardinals fight? Can they battle? Some of those guys that you mentioned before, Donovan, Newt Bar, these guys are a pain in the butt uh, at the top of the order. Can they foul stuff off? Can they make them work? Can they get that pitch count up? But ultimately, when it gets to Albert, I expect a big moment. Yeah. Because as we've talked about a lot on air, this what he's doing in the second half specifically has the same feelings that I had in his MVP winning years where every single time he comes up, if he doesn't get the job done, that's the surprise. It's not surprising when he hits a home run anymore. No, not it's surprising not. when he lines a single to the right side uh, to end up driving into and tie the game or, or, or end up giving you a lead. Like, it's surprising when he doesn't get it done. Uh, I'll wrap it up with this. I've got the Cardinals winning the first two games and advancing. 
I don't see this going that to a game three. That is not even a homer pick at all. No, not at all. And I expect I the Cardinals one. not to lose this entire <laughs> postseason. <laughs> I, I know Thank this. you very much. I, I, I would never be a homer. I You're going to you get the straight truth on this podcast. That's exactly what you get. This isn't through <laughs> rosy red glasses at all. It's going to be an epic battle. And it that's what great. it should be. And, 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 you know, whoever wins this series, and we all hope it's the Cardinals, and hope that your MVPs show back up to MVP you know, uh, uh, levels in this uh, three games, you get the Braves yep. after that. And I love you're it. You have your hands. Full. I do too. I mean, that's going to be an epic series again. I think that the Braves are better this year than the team that won the World Series last year. I 100% agree. So let's Spencer see. Strider, the emergence of Harris. I mean, Spencer Strider's an interesting one too. Not I know. To get too gonna far pitch? ahead. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with the lat. I was right. hearing Snicker talk about him today. He said basically they're day to day with him, but let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's uh, see a win tomorrow and a win on Saturday. I don't mind that one bit. And then you just move on. It's no big deal. You got it here first. Red colored glasses. Here we are. Thank you, BT. Dan, that was fun. You've been listening to the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and cards World Series champion, Brad Thompson, on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.